What's going on? Welcome to episode 123 of the WorkPrints Gamescast brought to you by the WorkPrint.com. <laughs> I'm you your host, forgot Rob. The sh- you didn't read the show notes. Didn't I'm look at the episode host. number. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob, and I'll be joined by my faithful co-host and producer of this show who did not set me up for success, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, that, now I see what you use that minute for, just like looking over the news stories, looking uh, at the episode number. Um, no, you know what happened is that uh, I, so I have everything up in front of me, right? Obviously, yeah. I have, um, I'm watching our stream, like I can see your view of Streamlabs, right? Yeah. So I've got that in front of me. On the other thing, I have, you know, a little bit behind the scenes, I have our TriCast, our, our cast link up, and uh and both of them have Gamescast 123 real big, right? So that's what I'm seeing in my head. And I can't go episode Gamescast 123. And so that's, <laughs> you know, when you're staring at something and yeah. then you, you like, you just want to say it because that's what you're looking at. And so that's what tripped me up so hard <laughs> is that uh, uh, was I was, it's what I was looking at at the time anyway. But uh, yeah, so this is also what happens when we take a week off, right? Get a little yeah. ring rust. Anyway, what is new with you? Let's just get right into it. Let's talk about uh, what's new with you and, and what we've been playing. It's just the two of us this week. Yeah. Uh, first time in a while where it's just been the two of us. It's quiet. So, it's like, it's it like weird. It it's, <laughs> it's almost intimate. Um, <laughs> let some candles. Uh, no, uh, I got to, like, just on a, like, a side tangent, today has been like one of my most memorable days ever. Um, mm-hmm. I got to go for work up to Connecticut to the NBC Sports office uh, and kind of see how all the broadcast is done for like everything like NBC, NBC Sports, um, Peacock, how, you know, like be in the studios, uh, see the broadcast center. It was amazing. It was like I was Charlie and I got to go into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Minus you know kids being mutilated and, and dying, but um, yeah, it was it was it was an absolute blast. And then on the way home, um, I was like, you know, the Mario Brothers movie is available digitally. Um, I got a code for it uh, through work, and I was like, you know, my oh, my son will come home. I I had a pizza that I had brought home, and. So he got home, he's like excited to see me. I put it on in the background thinking like, oh, maybe he'll watch five minutes of it. This boy never can't even watch an episode of something. Like he uh-huh. could barely make it through YouTube videos at times because he like, he just wants something else. Um, sat there and watched 90% of this movie. 10% of it he just like randomly played, but then came back to the couch and watched the entire Super Mario Brothers movie. That's <laughs> and awesome. it was, it like my wife and I were just like emotional because like, our baby shower theme, my wife picked it, and it was Mario-themed. And she's like, it's all full circle, his first movie. Uh, <laughs> my uh, sister had got him this, like, crocheted, like, Mario outfit that came with, like, a hat and a uh, star and a mushroom. And so after the movie, he, like, he was, like, he, one of his favorite things, like, one of the first words he learned was star. So he was just like, star! And so he'd grab it, and we'd sing the uh, the star theme, and he would run around with the star in his head. <laughs> it was, um, it's just been, like... It's been like a top 10 day uh, for me today. So I, I'm, awesome. I'm very thrilled. So uh, below, I have a little bit of a confession. Yes. I know I told you that this was episode 123 of the, of the games cast. Yes. But actually, uh, this is an intervention. <gasps> um, I am now convinced 
that you spend way too much time on TikTok. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because I am literally having a hard time keeping up with the videos that you are sending me to check out. I mean, don't don't stop sending them. Don't you, get me you, wrong. You, you don't need to. But, That's the thing. <laughs> you, but I, late, lately, I'm just like, Part of me is like, all right, I can tell when he's bored or I can tell when he's like laying in bed about to go to sleep because that's when I get a whole bunch of them showing mm -hmm. up. It's like late at night. I hope you don't get like a like a like a, if, a listen, ping. If, if I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Don't worry. OK, about that. but like yeah. your wife, like I don't want to wake up your wife and she's just like looking at my name pop up and be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My phone's on vibrate. It's on the other okay. side. So we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's funny. You mentioning that reminded me of, and the reason what reminded me was you talking about your son like running around the star and the star theme. Yeah. Of that one video where like the kid touches the, <laughs> yes, the star and starts running around and stuff like that. Um, and he runs right into a wall and yep, the video yep. cuts. <laughs> uh, the par parenting side of TikTok is pretty great because you can just commiserate with the rest of the parents mm -hmm. on the experience. Um, you know what else has been great in terms of uh, TikTok? Um, the release of Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Because, right. um, yeah, let's, I'll, I'll just get into it uh, since this is probably the biggest release and um, folks want to know our thoughts. I So, Tears of the Kingdom, sequel to Breath of the Wild, the previously best-selling uh, Zelda game. This game has come out, what, been out for three days and sold 10 million copies, which is yes. absolutely yep. insane. Um, and, you know, it. I've got to say, uh, Nintendo kind of like really delivers on pulling you right into this game from the get-go, the opening cinematic, uh, you know, dealing more with story, like they're invested in this world of like uh, what's happening. Essentially, like Link and Zelda are exploring this like ancient ruin underneath the Hyrule Castle, um, predating to like one of the original civilizations that like helped found Hyrule and they like accidentally come across a new big bad and uh, set them free, which separates Link and Zelda and kicks you off on your new adventure. Um, you know, you wake up up in the sky, you go get shrines to unlock new abilities, go find Zelda, uh, you know, kind of kickstarting. If you play Breath of the Wild, you're like, this kind of sounds similar and it is in a regard you don't have your original abilities from breath of the wild now you have um new ones like ultra hand which allows you to pick up uh, items in the environment and attach them to each other so you can like really start building out boats planes whatever or a long bridge <laughs> a long bridge will get you really far um there's also fuse which allows you to attach items you find in the wild to your weapons to shields um, what else have I unlocked? Uh, there's recall, which allows you to rewind time on an object. Um, I think there's one more, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but it's, it's, and you use those, those are like, you're just kind of given like this unlimited freedom to go and just solve everything in, the, in this world, however you want. Uh, it, and uh, for a lot of folks, it's like, Hey, I can just make this super long bridge or, uh, you could get really, really creative with it. And so what's happened on TikTok over the weekend is people have come across the Koroks and have decided to crucify them. 
in multiple different manners. Yeah, whether so, it be literally putting them up on crosses, uh, yeah. launching them into low orbit, or creating mechs or like rotisseries with Koroks. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw one clip of somebody who had a spit roast basically going on yep. of all the, the Koroks on there and stuff like that. And so, yeah, no, uh, Legends of the Tears of the Kingdom is, is, I mean, dominating the conversation, right? It's uh, Elden Ring again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everywhere I look, people are talking about, uh, well, anecdotally speaking, yeah. everywhere I look on social media or even a lot of my friends I talk to, uh, they're playing it. They're having a blast. Um, I have not picked it up. And I... Uh, for a number of factors, one being like, I'm still trying to catch up on my backlog, right? Yeah. I can't keep doing this thing, jumping from one big game to the next. Um, and then two, the more important reason for me is I can't sit here and, and complain about the switch and how underpowered it is and how it's time for a refresh and how frustrating everything that Nintendo does, uh, is and then go out and 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 purchase this game at launch right it, i know it's it's sold it's kind it's, of magic you know, man 10, 10 million it, i under i understand it performs but, better than you'd think <laughs> but that's but this is the kind of thing that allows them to keep getting away with it right the fact that it's already sold as much as it has is and i get it right yeah amazing game people want to experience and stuff like that i get it that's 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 fine i love the first i mean i love breath of the wild right yeah um and am I going to end up playing this game at some point? Yes, I will break down and, and, and get it at some point. Yeah. But this is my small little protest of me, like, putting my money where my mouth is <laughs> and saying that, like, it's fine. And the funny thing is, is that, like, I'm not having FOMO at all. Like, I... I so, it, I, I kind of agree with you uh, on this in a weird way because I was stressed when it came to Jedi Survivor because I wanted to be done with that game in time for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Now that Tears of the Kingdom's here, I've been like seeing these TikToks of what everyone's been doing. I've been texting with friends and like truth be told, I might have spent 5 hours with this game. Like I got off the I've got off the starting uh, like in Breath of the Wild there was like what the great plateau. Mm -hmm. Um that you know you, you start you get those kind of tutorial. Like I got off this great sky island uh, for the tutorial and I may be spent like an hour on the ground so far. Uh, I did a couple of shrines. I unlocked uh, two sections of the map, and I'm about to head into the chasms, uh, which is like the underground section of Hyrule. And like I haven't even come. I don't even know where I'm gonna go next. But the thing is, every time I pick up this game, it's I feel like I could play at my own pace. And mm. so there's no foam. Like I'm in no rush to beat this game. Like even the Apple Four can come out. Um, Final Fantasy Sixteen can come out, but like this game will. I just know we'll always be there. It'll be something right. I can pick up and just play. Right. Um, it's not like Elden Ring where it was just like, this is a moment where like, yeah. I, I yeah. got fast enough. So like, I, I, I get what you mean by like not having FOMO on it. It's also one of those things where like with Elden Ring, I think the difference for me was that like, oh, my friends were also playing and I could play with my friends. Yeah. Right. And so for me, the solitaire experience of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, I'm just not in a rush and not for nothing. It's not like, I'm also at a place where like I don't have games to play, you know? Like yeah. this isn't hitting at the right moment, you know, where there's been a drought and stuff like that. Like there's been a flood lately. It's and so, unbelievable. <laughs> um 
and so yeah so i i have not picked it up i have not played it yet uh i i will at some point and, and it's funny you talk about it running well and i've watched a little bit of a, a couple streams obviously people are posting videos all over social yeah. media and stuff like that and yeah it, it, it looks to run well i actually kevin was streaming over on his twitch channel a couple a few nights ago uh friday night when on release night he was streaming and granted he's streaming a you know what 720p game over the internet or whatever and and so it didn't look it looked like it ran well mm-hmm. visually it wasn't like amazing and i understand that that part of the allure of that game is its unique art style but yeah. like i'm watching it and i'm watching the stream and part of me is like just imagine what this would look like right like on, like like, on a, like an xbox one x yeah, you know right. like what yeah, would yeah. it look like on that um no no i i, I had that same thing because i initially was playing it in handheld mm-hmm. and i was like so on a regular switch that screen is too small um i actually convinced my once i um played it on the oled uh switch i was like oh my god i can never go back to the regular like the it, it was like a selling point to uh, where i got my uh one of my buddies to actually upgrade to an oled switch she's like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and i was like i was like yo even even my wife came by and she was like oh my god are the gra like are the graphics better like like i don't understand and i was like i was like no it's just the screen it, it really it really makes it look better but on hand like when you go from handheld to the big screen mm-hmm. it's definitely a huge quality increase it makes me wish like hey what if nintendo put this out on steam at some point like yeah. i feel like that version would look and run a little bit like a lot better for mm-hmm. sure um but that's not their uh, business model like yes i would love a, a successor to the switch but like right now performance wise like it, it, it's doing what it needs to i actually have uh i know i've talked about it probably like a few years back i have a i think it's called m cable which is like the little anti-aliasing adapter which kind of like helps clean up the image i've yeah. been using that uh along with like the genki dock so like i literally could just i go to my parents i just carry this little plug and uh, everything's good to go um in terms of a dock and it's been it's been great to just play on the television it, it looks good uh, it runs good yes it's not the most crisp 4k image uh you know to switch is a, what, a 1080p device at the end of the day but it, the gameplay is fun it's creative i think the best way to describe tears of the kingdom is oh god this is gonna come out wrong but let me explain the sesame street of video games like, have you seen Sesame Street in recent years? Like, they have this entire, like, yes. scientific method thing called, like, I wonder what if, let's try. And that's literally what Tears of the Kingdom is. Like, you come up with an idea, and you're like, hey, I wonder if I can do this. And you try it. And sometimes you succeed, and sometimes you don't. Like, you just... And it's just that model over and over again. Like, the game just lets you do whatever you want. Um really like and it allows you to break it like even the oh yeah the fourth ability that i couldn't remember ascend it, it's just literally a shortcut like uh, anuma said uh they had it was a debug feature where they allowed them to get out of like caves and uh dungeons quickly mm-hmm. and then they're like what if we just made this an ability and like just sitting there and thinking how do you go from being in development to take an ability like this and just added to the game after the fact mm-hmm. uh i could only imagine what that added to the development timeline but it is such a it's such a great ability and it's just they decided to open up this world and make it so much more fun um well i will say it's like if you weren't a fan of breath of the wild in that formula 
Um, I, I can't speak to the dungeons. Like, if you're specifically wanting more dungeons, I can't talk to that just yet since I haven't gotten to one. But mm -hmm. this is more of that. Um, like, it's open world. Uh, see something in the distance. Go off to it. Mm -hmm. uh, explore. Make your own adventure. If that's not what you enjoyed about Breath of the Wild, you're probably not going to... Tears of the Kingdom's not going to change your mind. Yeah, well, no, if, I mean, like I said, I, I, I yeah. love Breath of the Wild. And I, yeah. I'm going to... I mean, would I be surprised if by this time next week I've said I've, I've got it and I've started playing it? Like, no, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, like, I'm also kind of glad Kev's not here today because, like, I want to spend more time with this game. Yeah. And I know, I know this dude probably spent, like, 40, 50 hours with it in the first weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I, you know, I'll leave... The this conversation guy, here on this that. guy was like not responding to our messages in discord yeah. because he was just down that tears of the kingdom hole i'm telling you oh man uh, but, but like that makes me excited because like how often is kev excited about a single player game <laughs> never right. it's not it's not who kev is so it's just right. like seeing this is uh that type of reaction and hearing that about him it, uh, makes me happy yeah i've just got to get through finish up Resident Evil still, which I oh my have, god, I've started yeah. pitting time into again uh, yesterday, and I'll probably put some in after the podcast, and then have to get through Jedi, <laughs> uh, and then luckily we've got a couple of weeks right before Street Fighter Six and uh, Diablo come. And can, so, can I can I ask you a Street Fighter Six question? Sure. Um, uh, so there's a lot of talk about like this, like the the new hitbox um type fight stick not yeah, fight yeah. stick but yeah, yeah. are you moving to that or, or have no, you I, moved to it no i i am not i am not, not. Uh, okay. i think i like the idea of it in, in concept because I, I am not the best i didn't grow up going to arcades right yeah and so like i i mean i could do a dragon punch no problem on a fight stick and i have a fight stick uh but there are definitely inputs that i drop all the time just i'm not that great with with them and so uh, the idea of just having button presses instead uh, is uh, like alluring and fascinating. Um, but I just also know that it's not going to make me a great player all of a sudden. Yeah, like, I'm still going to be who I am at the game. So for me, it's not uh, it's not worth the investment right now necessarily. At least until I like if I know a friend who has one and says like, no, 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 you need to switch this stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but until then, like, no, I'm going to stick with my, my fight stick. I also don't, don't have a problem with people using hitboxes, right? Like, yeah. I know there's some talk about uh, having an unfair advantage, especially when you're doing, like, charge attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no. I, I think they're cool, and uh, but it, I don't know if I'm going to switch to one anytime soon. Uh, I can tell you that I'm going to be playing Street Fighter at launch and probably get destroyed, uh, but... Yeah, I, not to the point where I think I'll switch. Okay. Now, I'm probably going to stick with controller. I know I'm going to pick that game up at launch. Mm -hmm. I'm still debating, like, PC or Xbox, but I'm just because PC's on sale. And I know it's all cross-play. Um, yeah. So it shouldn't really matter. But I'm very curious. Maybe I'm curious on the Steam Deck performance. If the Steam Deck performance is good, then maybe that's a good way to practice on the go. <laughs> Um, so besides Tears of the Kingdom, you've also finished up Jedi Survivor? Yes, I finished up Jedi Survivor, and, um, God, where was I last time I discussed? Probably, okay, so Jedi Survivor, 
wrapped up the game. I have 100%ed everything besides the second planet, Kobo. So all the other planets, I've gotten all the collectibles, done all the side quests there. Um, initially, wasn't planning on doing this, but I think this it just uh, is a testament to how fun the game is to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the main camp, like, so Final Thoughts on main campaign. Uh, I think the story is like a great middle chapter for Cal Kestis. Uh, that goes some really interesting places uh, in, in terms of Star Wars lore and just the time period and the journey for Cal and um, those around him. I, in terms of campaign structure, I think it's a little bit too padded. Uh, I feel like they could have cut four hours out of it easily because they keep send they send you after like one MacGuffin after the next, uh, and it kind of gets ridiculous at this point where it just it stalls out any momentum the game has, um, which I wasn't a big fan of. Um, it, it, I was like at a certain point I, I was just trying to mainline it, and I was like this just feels like the same. I'm going through the same exact motions. Um, just in a new location uh and it it doesn't feel too different but the story takes a turn in that last third and the gameplay kind of matches alongside with it which is really fun there the set pieces are are great (laughs) when when you experience a set piece it is a lot of fun visually and just like um like a hand great hands-on experience uh, performance issues, like they've been patching, it's gotten better than the initial release. So I think the more you wait on it, the more, like, honestly, I feel like if you, whenever that next big patch comes out, like if you haven't, if you haven't gotten it already, wait for it, maybe just wait to see like what the next big performance, uh, one does. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're fine playing it at 30, go ahead, play it. I thought the quality mode was fantastic. Um, some minor drops here and there, but uh, overall good. I think at, at the end of the day, it's like an 8 out of 10 for me. It, it Like, it, if you remove some of that story padding, um, just kind of like slimmed it down just a little bit. Yeah, just tighten it could, up. Just tighten it up. Yeah, that, there you go. It, it, would, it would be phenomenal. Um, and like, one of my favorite things, uh, one, of, one of the issues I have with achievements in video games is re- I try to get everything done. So we're, uh, when I go to finish a game, once I beat the game, that's like the final achievement I need. Right. Uh, yeah. This time around, that wasn't the case, and I'm kind of glad it wasn't because like you unlock abilities and stuff towards the end, and th- uh, certain areas unlock after. And so I was like, I got time before tears, so let me just go explore, see what some of this other stuff was. There are some like story tidbits that like you come across after you beat the game that like add on to the story, um, like uh, with certain characters and just like give you a bit more insight to things. And I, I thought that was like fantastic. It was just like it serves. It's not like an epilogue, but it gives you, it gives you more insight to. Ugh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it it definitely like opens your eyes to uh, some of the stuff that was going on uh, that you might not have been aware to uh, during the uh, campaign of that game. And I thought that was really neat and a cool way to just expand on um, the story that was told for those that want to sit sit through and uh, do more. And there's no, a lot cool. of there, there's a lot and, of side content as well, so it's like it's yeah. definitely worth your money at seventy, in my opinion. Um, but if if performance like is a gonna be a big thing for you, then I say just wait. Um, you probably could get it on sale later when all the patches are done. Like, I mean, same thing happened with Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, just wait. The game will respawn 
tends to deliver on their fixes. But, you know, I wish it did deliver in a better spot. Because, like, I can only imagine where this game released ready. And it would definitely have been higher in the game of the year contention. Like, this is definitely, I think, still top 10, mm-hmm. but probably lower on the 10 than higher. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I mean, I have it sitting. I think it's installed already. It's just a matter of me sitting down and actually booting it up. Uh, so we'll see. In the meantime, I've been playing nothing really of note. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I played, uh, started playing the new season of Apex Legends. They introduced- you haven't said this in a long time. Like, you have not brought Apex as a line item. So tell yeah. me what's going on. So they reworked the rank system a little bit. Uh, it's now, it feels like every match you are getting, uh, you are progressing. Even if it's just a little bit, you are progressing. You're not getting penalized as hard. Yeah. Um, they seem to have balanced it out. So it takes longer for you to move up the ranks. Um, or I should say, it doesn't take longer for you to move up the ranks. If you still performed at the level that you were performing at before, you'll move up at the same pace. Um, but those who maybe aren't as good as it are still making progress while not necessarily getting to the next rank that fast, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, The other thing is, is of course, with the new season comes a new legend. Uh, In this case, they release Ballistic, and his uh, play style is very much my play style. He is a very aggro-heavy character. His ultimate ability allows you and your nearby teammates to reload your weapons faster and for a limited amount of time have unlimited ammo. So you're not pulling from your ammo reserve. So it's really like, hey, I'm going to pop this. We're going in there. Like we're getting in their face. We are, you know, doing as much damage as uh, we possibly can. And so I'm having an absolute blast playing again. They also, this was a change they did either last season or the season before, where now instead of the entire rank season being uh, one map, they now rotate the maps the same way they do in casual play, except instead of rotating every couple hours, they rotate it like once a day. Um, there's some other quality of life things they added, like weapon mastery. You can now unlock exclusive uh, cosmetics and stuff like that by getting doing damage and getting kills with weapons and then unlocking like a quest essentially for it, um, a challenge, I should say. And then completing that challenge, you'll unlock the the rewards. And so, yeah, it's it's been fun getting back into it. I will say, though, that because I took some time off, uh, Apex does not play like any other game out there. Yeah. And so I was very, very rusty the first night we went back out there. Uh, by night two, though, I was back to pitting up, you know, uh, 1,500 damage and seven kills. And so, um, I, I mean, that game continues to just be one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and, uh, you know, funny enough, we actually have a new story semi-related to it later on. <laughs> yes. The other two games I've been playing have been smaller indie titles. Uh, so Ravenlock released and came to Xbox Game Pass. And I don't know if you remember Ravenlock from one of the Microsoft showcases. I do. But... I had my eye on this that I really wanted to play, but I never got around to it. But I did think I heard it has easy achievements. Yeah, so the the... <laughs> Art style, let's talk about the art style first. So let's talk about what this game is. This game is an adventure game in in the vein of like a Legend of Zelda, right? Uh, It takes place in, it's essentially an Alice in Wonderland story, right? And the world that it takes place, though, their their equivalent of Wonderland is this like paper craft-esque art style 
Uh, it's weird because it's not quite like tearaway paper craft, right? Yeah. Um, but it's somewhere between like a a tearaway and a Roblox, if that makes sense, right? In its art style. Makes and sense. So uh, I think the art style is really neat. I think the art style is cool. I looked. One of the reasons I started this game was first I had my my eye on it because of the art style, and uh, because I love just the the entire motif of it, right? I love Alice in Wonderland, and so I looked up on how long to beat and this is like a three and a half hour game <laughs> yeah and so i went in i started playing i got through one of the either three or four or like biomes right worlds and it is a it, so far combat is very easy and and very straightforward it really is you you have a sword you have a shield you have like a, a magic ability that you can do and the enemies for the most part are just fodder right i mean the first area you're fighting these mushroom creatures that they barely even attack you and when you attack you can kind of stun lock them and so it's very like spammy in, in that sense um that being said i am in like i said i am enjoying the aesthetic and i am enjoying the theme and so i think i'm going to continue playing it especially like it's hard for me to bounce unless it's fundamentally broken. It's hard for me to bounce off a game that's only like three and a half hours once I've started yeah. it, right? And so uh, I intend to go back to that. Now, the other game that I started playing, I started playing today. Uh, Ravenlock, I believe, released day and day on Xbox Game Pass. And so did this next game, which is uh, Fuga, Melodies of Steel 2. So the original one came out in 2017, I think. Um, and I believe has somewhere around like an eight on open critic, right? So it's a, a, a pretty high rated game and it is a 2d tactical game. Actually, it's funny that this game comes out right around the same time that, uh, that advanced wars remake comes I was out, right? Gonna say this looks a lot like advanced wars yeah, with yeah. furries. Yeah. And it's basically what it is, right? It's a world <laughs> where I think everybody in the world is either a cat or a dog. Now I will say I didn't play the first one. I had heard that it was very good, but never got around to playing it. And so, uh, I booted this one up and this one in the main menu scene has like a, Oh, a recap video that you can watch that to catch you up on the story. And so I click on it and it's literally just like this super anime esque like theme song playing in the background and still images from the first game that I'm just like, I don't understand <laughs> anything about what the plot of the first one is. I guess there was a war and, and these kids won. Like, I, you know, um, nevertheless, I, I've played the basically the opening tutorial section of this. And so far, it's really cool, man. Uh, it is like it is very advanced where esque. it is a, a tactics game. Uh, but it also has some like persona esque, not dating, but friendship sim stuff, right? Yeah. Where See in some between, affinity links. Yes, exactly. Characters. And, and raising the affinity grants you a link ability that you can actually use in combat. And so. So a bit of fire emblem thrown in there. Right. And so, yeah. And there's some, uh, base management where you can upgrade and, and oh, this reminds upgrade me of, uh, combat and stuff like that. Fallout shelter a bit. Oh, like the, the aesthetic, stuff. yes. The aesthetic yeah. of the base is very Fallout Shelter in the sense that, like, it is a a grid of sorts with rectangular rooms and stuff like that. 
Um, the other twist, and this you find out in the tutorial mission, is that it also has a like a visual novel element to it where you will make choices throughout and I, and to in the tutorial it's very obviously like a, a forced path right so i don't know if later on there is some like your choices matter or if it is a situation where like in the tutorial you get to a point where you essentially die <laughs> and then you're in this other realm and you're told by this mysterious figure who's a, a face you don't see or name you don't get and they basically tell you like oh you're not like the others and uh, you know, you need to make better choices. And then you get sent back, and you get to choose to go back, either after the last intermission or before the last intermission. And so then you go back, and your character very much understands that he is now back, right? And that uh, something went wrong in, in the initial timeline. And so you play through, and then you make different choices now. But in the tutorial, at least, your character having the already having the knowledge of what went on before just makes different choices right so uh when you go to this other world uh mm -hmm. is the room velvet and is there a man with a really <laughs> long nose uh because this is very much it gave persona. me it gave me persona vibes like a hundred percent um it gave me persona and it gave me like like i said like visual novel you know like uh what is it 999 yeah um it gave me certainly gave me some of those vibes, but I don't know, man. It's it's very very cool. Uh, it's also one of those things where like I bet this would be, and it's on Game Pass, and so I'm playing it on there. Uh, this is one of those things that I bet would. It's also available on the Switch. I bet you that this is awesome uh, as a handheld game. Like it feels what's, like. What's the how long to beat on this? The how long to beat is like fifteen hours. Uh, just uh, honestly, like looking at like uh, on if you're watching the stream, like I have uh, the switch up. YouTube channel has like a review of this. I'm like, uh, look, 20, I'm like, look 20, at this. Twenty three and a half hours right now for me. Okay. Story. Yeah, it's just like this would be a perfect cloud game. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so uh, I'm excited to give the this Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to give this a shot on my phone, and. Uh, and actually, I'm excited to give it a shot somewhere else. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yes. That wraps oh. up what I've been playing. And let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and get <laughs> into the news. Uh, let's kick it off with this Hollow Knight story. Uh, so Hollow Knight Silk Song has been delayed. I saw a lot of people bummed out about this. So Hollow Knight Silk Song, the long-awaited sequel, will not make it out in the first half of 2023. Uh, sucks. Matthew Griffin from developer Team Cherry made the announcement on Twitter. The announcement stated, we had planned to release our, here we go, I'll read the tweet. Hey gang, just a quick update about Six Silk Song. We had planned to, oh, my computer, all right. We had planned to release in the first half of 2023, but development is still continuing. We're excited by how the game is shaping up and it's gotten quite big. So we want to take the time to make the game as good as we can. Expect more details from us once we get closer to release. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a bummer. I know people, I still haven't finish that first one. I had started playing it a little bit. Uh, for some reason, it just didn't click with me at the time. Um, but I think before, I mean, this delay is actually worse out for me because I think before this comes out, I will actually go back and, and give it a shot. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, Hollow Knight was a game I 
waited till it came out on the Switch to play. Yeah. And honestly, that game is amazing. It is so chock full of content uh, and mysteries and just like, it, it truly is an unbelievable game. Like I, I hundred percented it. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so much in there to do. So honestly, team, like, I think the disappointment here is like, we just want our hands on it. That's right. what the fans want. We just want, we just want, want more. Uh, this is like, this is literally Zelda for the fans of Holiday. This is uh, that level of sequel because when this comes out, I imagine it will sell a million copies almost instantly. Um, and so it's like, yes, take your time, do it right. Even on launch, this game on the Switch, like flawless, flawless <laughs> 60 FPS. Um, it, it ran and performed amazing. Um, great story, great atmosphere and art. So. Yeah, if they, whatever they need to do, do it. it I, I just kind of wish we got a better, better grasp of like the timeline because this was shown at uh, Microsoft's uh, E3 press conference last year. Yeah. And it was what promised one of those games of like, this will be out on Game Pass within the next 12 months. So I know that's less on Microsoft and more on Team Cherry uh, at this point, but hey... We'll get there eventually. It's not like it's like you said. We have an absolutely insane backlog of games uh, just from this year. We got Street Fighter Diablo and Final Fantasy sixteen right around the corner. Um, honestly, it might just be well worth delaying and taking the time they need. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. All right. Next bit of news: the Aces Rog Ally Rog, as in Republic of Gamers Ally, is coming June thirteenth for. Six ninety nine, ninety nine. So you canceled and your pre-order, right? Pre-orders are already available. You canceled uh, your pre-order, right? <laughs> Asus announced that its ROG Ally handheld gaming PC will be released on June 13th, and you can pre-order one starting today. It's launching with AMD's new Z1 Extreme processor and a 512GB SSD for $699.99. Only $50 more than Valve's most kitted out Steam Deck. A less powerful version is coming for $599.99 in quarter three of 2023. Um, so, yeah, I watched the press conference, the announce, the announce conference, I should say, or video that they did for this. Uh, and you and I were talking about it. And as soon as they announced that pre-orders were live, I went on Best Buy after a few tries was able to get myself a pre-order. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned that The Verge had released a re- their review of it and they gave it a five. Yep. Okay. I went, read, read that review and was like, you know what? And you even said it. You said, like, you know, you should just hold off and, uh, and wait. It, maybe the price will drop and see what the initial things are. See if they actually like release the updates that they say they're going to release to fix some of these issues. And so I canceled my pre-order. And then about an hour and a half later, <laughs> Wario64 tweeted out that uh, Best Buy credit card holders got a special discount code that made it almost $100 cheaper. And so I went ahead and put in the discount code and pre-ordered it again. That okay, being I said, I can't blame I can't blame you that for that. That being said, I went through and saw all the other reviews, started reading all the other reviews. Yeah. And uh, The Verge's was a little bit of an outlier. Yeah. Now, some of the complaints that The Verge had, uh, other places had as well, right? 
And I think some of the other places are going off the fact that Asus has said that like we have an update for Armory Crate coming out and Armory Crate is a software behind it that kind of like, um, cause it's running Windows 11. It's not running like a slim down or, or modified, it's running Windows 11. But then yeah. Armory Crate is their, their layer on top of it, right? That they use for um, customizing the controls and, and other gaming features, right? And where you can use as, as, also you can use as essentially as a launcher for all of your games. And so, um, that being not wholly responsive or, or quick was one of the complaints that some of the other places have. But by all accounts, all the other reviews basically said like, hey, uh, this thing is more powerful than the Steam Deck. Uh, then when the Steam Deck launched, the Steam Deck had a bunch of issues as well. And that wasn't the smoothest of launches. But this one is already in a better spot than that was when that came out. And I even saw one review that was basically like, not for nothing. I thought that, and it might, might actually be the one you're reading right now. Um, yeah. They Those said that, that yeah, that they said that like, they had said that the Steam Deck was their favorite console of all time or something like that. I, I don't know if it was quite that, <laughs> or if it was just their favorite console right now. And that, uh, and that truth be told, since they've had the ally in their hands, they haven't picked up their Steam Deck again. Damn. And so here is the biggest selling point for that ally for me and what separates it from the Steam Deck is that it is running Windows 11. Now, on one hand, that is part of what is holding it back, right? Because the Steam Deck is running a custom OS meant to meant for a handheld console, whereas this is running straight up Windows 11 to the point where they even have an eGPU that you can hook up to this thing and run it as like a, a PC, you know? Um, but Windows 11 is not made for console. It's just not, right? Yeah. And so uh, navigating it with the joysticks and stuff like that can be uh, a bit of a hassle. Now, because it's running Windows 11, that also means that you get access to, without any modification, Xbox Game Pass for PC, right? That's which, the that's the entire rub, man, which, at the end which, of the day. Yes, which is the selling point for me, right? Yeah. I literally can... can can get this thing right and the majority of the games that i am already playing that no i shouldn't even say the majority a good chunk of the games that i am already playing right i can continue my progress across devices you know i can yeah. even even my steam games i can you run my steam games here have access to the same saves it is one of these things where it is literally like pretty much every game that i am currently playing right once I get Tears of the Kingdom, that will then change. But every game that I am currently playing, I can continue playing on this thing, right? And have my save there. And so that is huge for me. It is. You know? And uh and so I am I am I am super, super excited for this thing and and, and see what comes of it. Um From now, what we've read what, yeah. How did everyone say it felt holding it? Because it kind of looks awkward. So they said, most of the reviews said that it is uh, lighter and thinner than the Steam Deck. Okay. But it is also not as ergonomic as the Steam Deck. Yeah. Right? And they said that, honestly, they found it, the, the, when they found it the most comfortable, they said it was comfort. It was fine, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, they said it was fine. Whereas the Steam Deck like feels good, uh, this is fine. Uh, they said that actually the the most comfortable position. Some of them said, whereas when they were like 
sitting at a desk or sitting somewhere where they were like, they weren't holding it up. They were resting it uh, down. And so, um, so like, let's say you're on an airplane, right? It's probably yeah. more comfortable to have it on that tray uh, than it is to just hold it up. Does and it so, have a kickstand? It does not. So they were saying just like, mm. you know, you just Steam Deck doesn't have one either. So, right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for this. And it's also one of those things where like, it's from a company that I trust for the most part, right? Like yeah. I have had, I have an Asus ROG laptop, you know, that has been great for years and, and still runs great in, in, in the other room. And actually, uh, I just added a whole bunch of software to it because I think I'm going to start streaming stuff from the card shop, you know? Nice. Um, <clears throat> especially when we have big tournaments and stuff like that. And so, um, Yeah, I yeah, the other thing is that one of the selling points for the Steam Deck also is that like games meant for mouse and keyboard you can essentially run, right? Because of the way that the pad works on the Yeah, the, uh, those uh, pads are great. Steam Deck, yeah. <laughs> Whereas that's uh not really possible on I mean those kind of games aren't meant for games that aren't meant for joystick are just not going to be as good, right? On this thing. Yeah. Um but again, for me like, I'm not. Those aren't the games I'm playing anyway. You know, um, yeah. and if it is the if those are games, those are games I'm going to be playing at the best possible resolution with the best possible latency, all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, now this seems like I mean, we we've talked about this before, right? Where like hearing you talk about the the uh, Steam Deck, and it's great, being, man. Me being like, I just want to wait for like the next iteration of it, right? Yeah. And like I and. The thing holding it back for me is that like just getting Game Pass on there is like it, I understand it's it, doable. It, it really, it really is. It really right. is like that's all I want. Cause like yes, cloud is fine, but cloud's yeah. not there. It's it's right. just not there. And yeah. like ah, oh. yeah. And and so to basically, and the way I'm treating this is like this is my dedicated Game Pass machine, and. I think that this is totally worth it, especially with this, the specs that it has. Now, I will say that, obviously, this has uh, basically three different modes that you can run it at, right? A, a low-power mode, a uh, medium mode, and then a high-power mode. And so the high-power mode is how you're going to get, uh, you know, 120 hertz or whatever, and uh, full 1080p and, and all that stuff. Obviously, you're going to get, like, two hours on, on a battery that size, right? Yeah. Um, they did mention that they are uh, they are talking about selling replaceable batteries for it. And the other thing is that it's super easy. It comes with the 512. It's super easy to go in there and put in a bigger um, storage. Uh, SSD, yeah. Yeah, yep. And so uh, the idea of like them potentially releasing something that it it can uh, have a, a bigger and longer battery life is awesome. But again, for me, like if I'm getting two hours at 1080p, like that's, that's good for me. Like that's yeah. not, you know what I mean? That's not like uh, some of the, one of the reviews like not that and stuff like that. And I understand, right? Like obviously these things are getting reviewed, not just, not just on like what, our everyday use scenario is, but what we want something like this to be, you know? Yeah. And obviously I would love if I could run 1080p 120 hertz for <laughs> six hours, right? Like, yeah. 
Uh, but like, but like, here's the thing. Like at at our age, you're, where do we have the time yeah. to sit there for yeah. four hours and play a handheld? Like, yep. I'm lucky if I get an hour uninterrupted. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. with my Switch, you know, yep. like, and so, it, and that was something that never bothered me about the Steam Deck. Like, a lot of times with that when i drain the battery it is because it's the middle of the night and no one's around to say anything to me <laughs> so yeah it, it, i mean it's it's the truth uh at the yeah. end of the day and also it's one of those things where like uh it has an obviously it has an adapter so you can plug in right uh, as well and and play while it's plugged in and it will charge as as you're playing on it and yeah. so for the most part if i'm on like first off i don't like taking flights longer than two hours anyway I also listen. Japan I also is really yeah. long. <laughs> I also can't, for whatever reason, on flights. I can't just game the whole time. I just yeah. can't, right? And so, but let's say I am on a super long flight. Usually, those flights have outlets, you know, and yeah. so it's not it's not necessarily an issue for me. This thing is for what I want out of something like this right now. This hits pretty much all the notes. Um, I also read reviews and said how like it's surprisingly quiet uh for this device right like it's not like you're hearing the fans spin up and stuff like that and uh although i don't love the fact that it has some of these and and hopefully i can turn that off completely but it has like rgb around the joysticks and stuff like that <laughs> um i, I didn't think know that i think it's yeah i think it's cool when i'm at home right like you know oh yeah uh but when i'm on a plane or out and about like i'd rather just have it's that stuff it's off. cool i like it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh no i am i'm super super excited for this and yeah. we'll hopefully have uh i'll probably you know i'm just scared if you like do, it do like an unboxing you better be i i I, uh, I, I can't do an unboxing video and then uh and and then have some thoughts on it when this finally releases and then of course in august when we go to gen con Bilal will be able to get his uh hands and try it out for himself and so my, that he can if my wife's there with us don't you dare take that thing out <laughs> she, uh, she asks what's in it and you're like oh i modded my steam deck that's what you say <laughs> <laughs> all right next next bit of news uh fortnite is finally getting rank play uh, this, this was dangerous. Actually, this was supposed <laughs> to release yesterday, and then got delayed to today, I believe. And so, rank play is now live, and uh, they've added it for both uh, battle royale and zero build mode. So, battle royale is just yeah. their, you know, it's their battle royale with building, and zero build mode is their battle royale without building. Um, and so, yeah, they'll be able to. Uh, move up a ladder and it's funny because obviously apex has had ranked for a while uh fortnite had something similar i believe they called it arenas but it, it just it wasn't quite the same right yeah uh and then warzone just released their rank mode and you see all these streamers going back to warzone because the beauty of battle royale is that it really does feel like a different experience each time you play right because you're landing you're getting different loot you're getting into different fights it's not the same even though you're playing the same map often over and over again, it's not the same as playing like an arena shooter, right? Where it really just does feel like the same experience over and over again. Um, also having the added like carrot on the stick of something to grind for, for a lot of, of competitive or, or, or people who play these types of games uh, is awesome. I mean, I like 
I almost when I'm playing a game that I love and it has a ranked mode, I almost never want to play the normal mode. Like even earlier today, I was playing Smite and I was playing Smite ranked. And that is the worst experience in gaming, period, is Smite ranked. Because you can only go in there as a duo queue or as a solo queue. And so you're at the mercy of three other players. Um, and I'll tell you what, it is, <laughs> it is awful and probably not good I... for my mental health. But I continue every, to do it anyway. Every time I I feel like I'm in the mood to play League of Legends again, like yeah, it's always yeah. installed on my computer. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't mean I play it. Yeah. Uh, I'll fire it up. I'll, I'll go straight into ranked solo <laughs> queue and I'll be like, okay, time to do a placement match. And yeah. I'll and what frustrates me is like, yes, I might not know no, new champion. I'll have like yeah. an item guy next. Like I know how to play the game down to the basic core yeah and there's still people that play daily still don't know what the hell they're doing yep. <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like that's why i hate playing this game I, and if you make the smallest mistake you don't notice something because you're a little bit yep. rusty god forbid <laughs> i yeah i i the past couple of smite matches i've had i have done everything in my power to like to play my role and to pit on uh, great performance I've, i i'm trying to be humble here well not yeah. sound like but i have like i have been putting in the work and <laughs> it's just in games like that i mean they're a team game for a reason right like yeah for the most part one man can't carry the whole thing and so uh yeah it's not been good for my mental health that being said i still come back to it right because just having yeah. that added especially for a game that has been around for a while a game that you've put hundreds of hours in just having something add something added to like go after and grind after it's why battle passes have been as successful as they have been right because it gives you something to strive for and so uh i think i think it's a great addition um i am hoping that the rumors of like a first person first person mode for Fortnite uh, end up being true and we get some of that because I oh think that's, that's what would bring me back to it. A no builds first first person, I would be in. I think my problem right now when it comes to a lot of these is like I haven't played a shooter competitively mm -hmm. since maybe Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I can take that stress right now. Like <laughs> I know it's like this old man rust is not gonna come off easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the single player adventures are uh, more my lane right now. But like, I loved rank play. Rank play is so much fun, and Fortnite, Fortnite is fun. I don't know. This is dangerous. <laughs> we should we should play. We should play. I'm down. I'm down. I mean, yeah. both of our ranks would be so low that it, it could be a good time. Carry me, Rob. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I'm very, very rusty at Fortnite. All right, next bit of news. Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings MMO. Uh, Amazon Games has announced making a new massively multiplayer online game based on Lord of the Rings. Development is being led by New World Studio Amazon Games Orange County. This is an all-new production, separate from an earlier attempt that was canceled by Amazon in 2021. Um, so... So this is not surprising, right? Amazon is all in on yeah. on Lord of the Rings. I mean, they have the you know uh, TV rights to Tolkien's uh, work, um, of course. It, but they don't have the rights to the core Lord of the Rings text, right? That's why Rings of Power takes place much earlier than the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Um, and it looks like this is also them. Uh, striking a deal with the Embracer Group, who now have the all the Lord of the Rings rights, right? 
Yeah. And so, which is absolutely wild. <laughs> coming, coming, the success of uh, New World, right, is obviously, and Amazon being all in on Lord of the Rings is obviously what led to something like this happening. And so, it on one hand, it's not surprising at all to me. Um, I do find it super interesting that this is now a new separate attempt to to make a Lord of the Rings MMO after one had already been canceled by them not only two years ago. And so it's one of those things where, like, you know, even though they got burnt the first time, they're not necessarily shy to give it another shot. And I find that super, super interesting. Well, um, what's, what, what's even crazier is it's not even the first attempt at a Lord of the Rings MMO. EA had one in the works. Right. Um, oh, God. I forget when this was. But they had the rights from the Tolkien estate for all of Lord of the Rings text. So this is just the Hobbit and the book trilogy. So, I mean, we're talking about the expanded Lord of the Rings universe. Mm-hmm. And EA canceled that project. And the Tolkien estate was like, well, you're shit out of luck because we're not giving you those rights ever again. <laughs> um, and that came, I, I think Polygon has that article. Um I got to do some digging, but it's worth the read of like all the Lord of the Rings yeah. game projects that were in the works at some point. No, I mean, I'm excited for this. We've had a Lord of the Rings MMO before as well. I think there's a free-to-play one on Steam. I, uh, it, my thing is just like, I yeah. I just don't... I mean, this. I think this news is awesome and, and super interesting, and I'm happy for anybody who's excited about it. Um, I just... Yeah, Lord of the Rings I, Online. It's a thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how... Uh, people oh my God. can play MMOs. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know how you can dedicate your time. Because it feels like when you play an MMO, that's that's the game you play, right? Yeah. And so, um, who knows? Maybe this will be the one. Maybe this will be the one that hooks me for, you know, six months to a year or whatever. Which reminds me, I really need to cancel my 14 subscription at some point. <laughs> um, that thing keeps on uh, re-upping every six months, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, it's going to a good cause, but I can't keep doing this. <laughs> um, but oh my god, Lord of the Rings Online, 16 years, um, and this looks like Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Um, may, maybe, maybe in our forties, it's the time of MMOs. <laughs> but yeah. not right now, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Next bit of news: Overwatch's to Overwatch 2's PVE component just got nerfed hard. Um, let's see. Overwatch 2's next three seasons of content will include the rival PvE story missions, a brand new support hero, and a limited time event called Quest Watch, Blizzard announced Tuesday. Story missions have been part of the game's plans since 2019, but they'll arrive in a very different form from what the developer originally promised. Uh, game director Aaron Keller and executive producer Jared Noose said during a Twitch stream that Season 6 will include Overwatch 2's first major story-based event with a new set of missions that will kick off a new story arc for Overwatch. They announced that the story-driven PvE content won't include the long-term power progression and hero-specific talent trees that Blizzard originally promised, with Keller explaining that rather than doing a big one-time PvE release, Blizzard is planning to make co-op gameplay and experience part of its ongoing live game roadmap. Some of those co-op experiences will be canon to Overwatch's story, while others won't, Keller said. Um, That makes no sense. 
Yeah, I. It's just timed events in my mind. That's right, what it that's feels exactly, like. Right. That's exactly what this feels like. They're switching over to, uh, and similar to. Although I'm hoping in a a grander s- scheme, and a grander sense than um, what they do with the holiday events, right? Like Junkenstein's yeah. Revenge and stuff like that. And so I don't know, man. I was actually really excited about the idea of an Overwatch Two story uh, mode and a PVE. Um, this component. killed. Yeah, this and news so. killed any excitement I have for this IP. Uh, right. it, it's it's one of those things where like why when I saw this and I saw uh, this is echoed across social media, right? So I'm not the yeah. first one to have this. Is in a unique thought, but like why why did why would we have an Overwatch two? Right? Yeah. I thought the whole point of needing an Overwatch two was because we were getting this PVE content, getting this story mode, and so uh, why the rebrand? I didn't even think of that. You know, it, it, yeah, that's it's just disappointing. It's like, and I'm ho- like, I'm hoping Diablo 4 100% delivers for, yeah, or like you know, even 90% delivers for the fans. Because if it doesn't, the Blizzard part of this Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal really has been a letdown. Um, because yeah. Overwatch 2 is supposed to be the revitalization, like. I don't even know what's happening with the Overwatch League at this point. I don't even know anyone that's excited. Uh, everything with the microtransactions with this game as well and how high the pricing has been around all that. It just nothing. They really needed this PvE mode, this campaign to deliver. And yeah, it's just it just feels bad. And I know they've been like hemorrhaging talent as well, so that can't be easy, but... At the end of the day, it's their, it, it's that studio's uh, problem to deal with, and this just not feel right. No, one hundred percent agree. All right, moving on. We had uh, talked about this, foreshadowed this earlier, but the Apex Legends board game has launched on Kickstarter. The tabletop royale game starts at eighty-seven dollars, which is thirty-five dollars off the planned retail price. Uh, the Kickstarter campaign for the official Apex Legends board game has launched, and if funded, the game is expected to arrive in June 2024. Developer and manufacturer Glass Cannon Unplugged is raising funds until June 8th and is hoping to secure at least $244,491 to move forward with the project. Um, in case you were wondering, the company's credentials include the board game adaptation of the video game Frostpunk, which secured close to $3 million during its 2022 Kickstarter campaign. Now, we've talked about this before, right? Uh, a little bit when it first got announced they were going to do it. Uh, but here's a little reminder. The Apex Legends board game is a team-based tabletop skirmish game for up to four players anchored by some great-looking miniatures in three-dimensional terrain. Now, this is the interesting thing about this uh, this game is that, like, you are... It's not just a board. You are actually, like, pitting out... <laughs> this battle arena that looks like locations from the game um, that has uh, three different tiers I believe the base game includes four legends Bangalore, Bloodhound, Wraith, and Gibraltar and then the second tier the $125 full team tier will include additional minis for Pathfinder and Lifeline in addition to additional terrain and props while the $256 gameplay all in tier gets all of that plus two additional squad expansions, card sleeves, a play mat, and a supply minis pack. Um, 
those those two tiers will save you $54 or $113 versus their plan retail prices. Also as part of Kickstarter is the Loba expansion is a Kickstarter exclusive. Uh, you'll get a free copy of it. The game board looks so cool. Yes. 3D. Yes, it is. Uh, it is definitely looks like a very ambitious game. Uh, it also looks a little bit like a setup nightmare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is live over on Kickstarter for any of you board game fans, uh, video game fans, or both who want to go over and give it a shot. I believe it has, uh, yeah, pro- until June eighth. Like I'm proud of you for only going for the core pledge, Rob. We are going to <laughs> move on before I talk about uh, whether or not I have personally pledged. No, you don't need to talk. We know. We know you behaved. Uh. On a side note, uh, totally unrelated, there's also currently a Dead Cells board game on Kickstarter um, that I may or may not have backed as well. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Nicolas Cage joins the Dead by Daylight roster. Uh, So yeah, the Dead by Daylight released a teaser that says on their Twitter account, is a performance of a lifetime. Dead by Daylight, Nicolas Cage. Coming to a realm near you. I will say that his character model in this tweet looks awesome. Um, I mean, it looks like Nicolas Cage. It looks great. Uh, that being said, I you have to imagine that he's going to be uh, a survivor, right? And have different perks and abilities and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know, man. This is, this is cool. I mean, they've never been shy of doing IP crossovers and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just love this, this one because it's, it's the first time that they've just a real life person, right? And throw them in. It feels the most meta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm super interested to see what his, uh, if what his if he is a survivor and what his uh, ability is going to be and what his price is going to be. And it looks like we'll find out more about his edition on July 5th. And so still a couple weeks before we find out more about that. I, man, every time we do Dead by Daylight news, I'm like, I need to go back to Dead by Daylight news. I need to go back to not to news, to Dead by Daylight. Uh, I really, really enjoy that game and want to go back. I Maybe this will be what, what drags me back in for a little while. The yeah. problem is, as we said earlier, there's just so many games. There really are. <sighs> but All I right. do want to see you play in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blizzard confirms that BlizzCon will return as an in-person event in November 2023. Here's something funny. Did you is Heroes of the Storm still going on or was that canceled? That was canceled a while back. Okay, cuz I saw somebody on my Discord and it said they were in Heroes of the Storm. So I think so, they I think the game still exists but like they're not supporting it. And there's no uh, updates, right? Is that what yeah. it is? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, for the first time in four years, BlizzCon will be held in person. And uh, I don't... Hmm. Yeah, it's in maintenance mode. It stopped... Uh, Updates. July yes. 22nd. Yeah, I, 20, July 2022. Yeah. I, I mean, you talked about it earlier, right? That, like, if Diablo 4 doesn't hit... Um, what i mean okay so i know hearthstone is still a thing obviously i actually saw that hearthstone added their own like auto battler mode and so um that is still quietly a a very popular and and big game 
uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight expansion is, is coming. Uh, of course, Diablo 4. I, I just... Uh, they have to have more, right? Like, you, you don't... Arcolite Rumble. You don't hold a whole con? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but you don't hold a whole, like, convention just for those four games? Or, or do you? I don't know. <sighs> they it's have just... to have... There's got to be one... So they'll do Hearthstone expansion, yes. Sure. They'll do Overwatch, what's next. Yeah. Roadmap, tease out some new heroes. I, you imagine Diablo, Diablo 4, 4 hits, right? They talk, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, like, the Diablo 4 open beta this weekend, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of people were playing Tears of the Kingdom, but I didn't hear see anything too negative. I think maybe some folks were talking about drop rates and things, but yeah, I think that can always be adjusted on the fly. Um, yeah. I think we'll start hearing stuff about like maybe like a new hero for Diablo Four uh, that's coming, like maybe a first hero or something, um, maybe some DLC or it might be too early for DLC, but like maybe their plans for seasons or things like that, added content. Yeah. Uh, but what else? A, a new War Warcraft expansion. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I I'm always down for like. Fan events, right? Conventions. I love conventions. You know, we're going we're going to Gen Con in August. I'm already thinking about, you know, I, I'm trying to recruit a ton of people for PAX Unplugged in yeah. December in Philly and stuff like that. And so uh I mean I, I love conventions and so I'm I'm down for them coming back and being in person and stuff like that. Uh it's just I don't know, like you said, Blizzard's in this weird state right now where Outside of Diablo 4, I'm just not excited about them as a company. They had the unannounced survival game. I forgot they even announced this at the beginning mm. of last year. Um, okay, so maybe, they, maybe that could be something that's big. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they will have stuff. And maybe I'm just like, you That'd know. That'd be cool to see. A little uh, bit of recency bias in the fact that, like, we just got this news about Overwatch and I'm bummed out about it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, so this one... I remember when this news dropped, me, me and my buddy Ergen were just like super excited because we're like, survival games are his mm -hmm. jam. And I'm like, Blizzard knows how to make a fun world. And I think that's what, for me, a lot of survival games lack is some like through line world building. So uh, that I'd be excited to hear more about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Xbox boss says Redfall let a lot of people down commits to fixing it. So when we were, when we last did the podcast, we talked about Redfall. We talked about how much I was actually enjoying it. Um, and how I thought the reviews were kind of harsh on it. I thought that Phil had already done his thing earlier on that day but of course i think article, it was the day after the day after okay the day after yeah so yeah so phil came and was on uh, kind of funny's uh games cast or games x cast and talked about was asked about it pretty much out of the gate right and actually talked yeah. about not just that but also the um the uk blockage right of the merger and stuff like that um the uk cma and I mean, he went on there and, and, and credit to Phil. I mean, it's, look, Phil, I think, is one of the best personalities 
for you know uh, as a company head out there I, I think for the most part he seems super genuine uh he even said it himself right uh, that he understands that he comes out and it feels like he's come out a lot and said like we're almost there like we've almost got this yeah. lineup going we've almost got things ironed out he's like you know uh, you know covid set us back a little bit and and obviously we acquired all these studios but they already had things going on before we even had them and stuff like that. But he's like, but that's not an excuse. Like we haven't met uh, our expectations and we haven't met our promises. Uh, he came out and talked about that while uh, these reviews came out, obviously all companies do like mock reviews and stuff like that. He said when this launched that the reviews came out, they were double digits lower than what uh, they had seen in their mock reviews and stuff like that he says and that i'm he surprised also... by that just because like both of us have played redfall and like mm -hmm. yes like yes while we do find elements of it like that work mm -hmm. it, like i don't know what they were expecting review score wise I mean, I, listen <laughs> i have to imagine and he obviously he's yeah. head of a company he's very careful what he yeah. says i think that he i think they expected this game to come out and get like somewhere around the uh uh closer to a 70 right yeah than the 59 it's at right now yeah um and if i'm being honest i think that in the state it's in considering the bugs it has and stuff like that and what the game is as a whole i think a 70 around that range right 68 70 i think that is closer to what i think that game actually is and yeah. like not for nothing saying double digits just means like it, it, that means it can be anything right they thought it would be 10 points higher they thought it would be uh you know, 20 points higher. Well, 10 points yeah. higher is right near 70, right? It's still like, I don't think they expect this game to set the world on fire. And I also think that he does a decent job of like not throwing Arcane under the table, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he has said that like, hey, these games were already in the pipeline when we acquired them, right? Um, we also have like a, a hands-off approach when it comes to Bethesda Game Studios. I mean, they've they've even said. I mean, they're still they still publish under the label Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, right? Yeah. And so, like he says that we have a handoff and we, we treat them. They are basically treated as a separate entity and and et cetera, et cetera. Um, he said that we have a more hands-on approach with Starfield just because it is something as important and big as as it is and stuff like that. Um, now. He also stated that, like, the team at Arcane is committed to fixing it, right? And to making it better. I mean, they still have that 60 frames per second update that they they want to come out. And he said that, you know, Microsoft as a whole has shown commitment to games like Sea of Thieves and Grounded, which are, like, significantly better games now than they were when they launched, right? Yeah. Non he even says, not excuse, that he knows the ga these games are $70, and he takes full responsibility for a game that needs to be great, right? Um I th so uh, there was also I think like, two things from that conversation um, yeah. that I really liked. I think Paris asked them a question of just like, um, like why couldn't they just go in and just like help them out? Because I think this is uh, Arcane's first time on Unreal, and yeah. it was like they were already so far into development. When it came to Starfield, Microsoft did send over engineers and stuff to like make sure that yeah. thing comes in correct, like yeah. where they you know they had the expertise where they can help to go help out on that. But this yeah. is so far in. And then this is not, this game is not something from what the, if you take away the performance issues yeah. from a critical response of like, what's wrong with the game, 
it's a dated game in the type of yes. gameplay it's doing and delaying it six months or a year won't fix that right um and and, and, it, and yeah, so you gotta like and what he, he's saying is like i'm not gonna throw arcane under the bus for a type of game they created this is what they wanted to go out and create and it did and like hey they'll learn a lesson out of this like no one no one's gonna deliver 100 percent great games all the time like hell even nintendo has maybe not missed entirely but like they've had stumbled with like games like mario sunshine and some people's opinions or like even skyward sword um like you know all big studios stumble somewhere along the way doesn't mean uh it's all doom and gloom i think the problem with microsoft is uh, like as you said earlier Mm -hmm. when a studio joins xbox game studios like fail on team should have been there and been like this is the quality that we need to set like look at sony when they acquire a studio those games might take you might get like one or two big games a year but the quality on those games are like this is this is sony like you know this yeah. is our marvel movie I, th- um, I think it's also perspective right like yeah. the, the image of microsoft right now is that like halo infinite came out right big release and and i think hit well when it came out like that campaign was awesome the multiplayer yeah. was awesome right but then but then completely fizzled right they did not meet expectations and, and the then, promises, like, hey, yes. we're going to give you co-op, and that yep. didn't come out, and yep. it came out way too late. And so, so outside of, like, Forza Horizon 5, right, yeah. Microsoft has had, and, and I mean, even take that away, because that is a, a niche genre and stuff like that, Microsoft has not had a, a huge hit, right? Not yeah. a AAA huge hit, the same way that Sony has with God of War Ragnarok and with, uh, you know, uh, Horizon for bit and west even if i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of of that particular franchise and like but still in the eyes of the public like sony has released high quality big triple a games and microsoft has not now the reality of the reality of everything is also that like hey pentiment came out uh high five rush came out like some of these smaller titles came out but those smaller titles and it were fantastic and honestly like high five rush was super refreshing and but it's it doesn't those don't have the impact that a big title like this should right would and so like to have this this title that is from arcane and and phil said like hey i'm not gonna tell a studio that to stay in their lane right like to just keep re just keep pumping out what they've made in the past you know and And people uh, have like to take hi-fi rush for that example because People are yeah. like, if this had come out in December, it would have been their game of the year. <laughs> like that's yep. that's an insane thing to say. Yep. Um, but it is true. Like yep. that game had people talking about it nonstop. But but the reality is is that like consoles are expensive. This hobby is an expensive one, right? Yeah. Um, and so like the big titles need to be there as well. Like this isn't yeah. me me saying that like hey we're we're getting on Microsoft about this game we're ignoring the the smaller successes it's had the games that are awesome games right um it's not me letting them off the hook he's right you know they yeah. they have to start producing they acquired all these studios we shouldn't be going through droughts of first party games period right and we yeah. shouldn't be going droughts of like high quality first party games you know it uh it can't just be forza the only thing that is comes out with any consistency and accolades and let's that's not also forget and let's not get it twisted right uh bethesda game studios was acquired by microsoft 
for a reason, right? Like, yeah, it, it, you know, granted they require for a lot, but if they were releasing hit after hit after hit, they wouldn't have gotten acquired. You know, they just wouldn't have because they, they wouldn't let themselves be because there would be no need for it. Um, Bethesda Game Studios has always had this kind of like up and down flow to it, right? I mean, this is the studio that released Rage 2 and the original Rage. Like, it, it, this is not studio. This is the, the the publisher. And so, like, and and even though I like Evil Within 1 and 2, like, again, those aren't, like, this is, I mean, Ghostwire Tokyo. Like, this, yeah. this is a, a company that, one, I admire because they release across different genres. Like, they have variety in their portfolio, but they're also not, like, the most consistent you know they're they're just not and like, so look how big fallout 3 was and then yeah. 4 came out yeah. to massive hype and yeah. just did not have that tail or yeah. that love and then you had fallout 76 which right. which took is a while is, is much better now yeah but, much yeah. better now yeah. but you know like i feel like they need that guiding hand yeah uh, i think need- i think the thing that makes this so surprising is that it is from one of the arcane studios right and yeah where like all they do for the most part is 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 produce amazing amazing games not necessarily huge sellers because as great as like the dishonored games were they didn't light the charts on fire i love those games are fantastic uh, uh, amazing it's it's also like as as amazing as you know game of the year quality as Deathloop was again didn't necessarily light the sales charts on fire and so um like this isn't Redfall is a it was is a disappointment, right? Even though like there's something about it that clicks with me and I enjoy playing it a lot, yeah. it is. It's a disappointment, right? And it could have been so much more. It's also not surprising, like it's just not to me. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a bummer, right? It could be both things. And so I think I think Phil came out did a good job taking it on the chin. And even when like they tried to pivot and say like, well, you know to kind of switch over to some more positive news, blah, blah, blah. And Phil was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just like not in a positive mind frame, you know? He's like, I'm going to probably continue to be hard on us and myself for the rest of this interview and and be kind of down because like it's been a rough couple weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, between this and the, the, the CMA uh, blocking them, like it has been rough. Yeah, um, and I yeah, and I think I think for Phil, like if you read between the lines of like what he's saying, he he sees what's on the horizon, like, and he yeah. knows he said we you know we just need a little bit more time, we just need a little bit more time. Games yeah. take a while to develop. He sees it on the horizon. He knows people are out of patience. Yeah, and but like he's like, I want to be here for when we do cross that line. Yeah, and like I and I hope that line. You know, like I, I hope he's just. Uh, I hope they deliver. Like Starfield needs to deliver. I mean, like, listen, I we Starfield needs to deliver. The showcase this, needs this, to deliver. The showcase <laughs> needs to deliver, right? And it can't yeah. just be like we need updates on established franchises, right? What's going yeah. on with the next gears? You know, uh, how what's going on with Halo? What's like, going on with Halo? Right? Tell us what's happening there. We need updates on Perfect Dark and Fable, yeah. uh, Avowed. Uh, we need a release date that honestly can't be later than February for uh, Hellblade, the next Hellblade, right? Like, and it's funny because I'm I'm mentioning everything I just mentioned so far. I am so excited for it. Like, I cannot, I cannot wait. I, yeah. I, I sometimes I forget about things like Avowed, right? Yeah. And and like, 
contraband who knows oh, right. what else. contraband yeah. that indiana jones game like there yeah. is there is so much that we already know about that we just need updates on and we need a pipeline you know like yeah. they come out like, on stage and be like persona 6 xbox exclusive <laughs> you know like it's uh, like a, <laughs> the the you know they have enough things in development that like we should be at a point where every three months or I, I four times a year we are I getting think that's like, the goal where you're getting like a big banger where we are yeah. going like how are they doing this how do they, yeah. they, they just keep doing this you know because we bought like, everyone <laughs> yeah exactly well yes right yeah but to, the, it has to it has to get to that point right yeah it has to get to the point where where the it, it for them where like it is undeniable that they produce high quality hit after hit after hit right um because not for nothing sony does that for the most part already yeah. right um and and even nintendo to a degree does that already now i don't think that sony i think if microsoft can get to that point right sony just doesn't have the studios to kind of keep up with the kind of release cadence that microsoft could do and that's the only way that microsoft catches up you know, if they ever catch up. Now, one of the things Phil said is that they're never going to catch up. That they yeah. lost the most important generation, and it's just like a product. I mean, you see this with like I was talking to somebody earlier about you know Apple phones and how they have to switch to USB Cs now and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like people have product loyalty, right, and brand loyalty, and and maybe he's right. Maybe there is no way for them to catch up in the console space to be on the same level, but that's why it's all the more important that they have release after release after release because they have other revenue streams in PC, right? I, I, I uh, mean, just look at, our, look at our conversation earlier about like you yeah. and the Rog Ally. Like, yep. You know, it's just like, you want that so you can play Game Pass yep. games on the go. Like, like yep. and that's how they're going to get us. Like, as soon as I mean, they're going to be everywhere with yep. Xbox Brown. They, they had a representative from Xbox on that uh, announcement stream for the Ally. And like, yeah they are going out there and that's the stuff they're doing and that's what they're setting up you know yeah um and so i just i don't know man i can't wait i i i'm just i'm still very optimistic but also like it even me a diehard xbox fan you know maybe not quite like fanboy war you know levels but um I want them to succeed. I want them to succeed. I want Sony to succeed. I want Nintendo to succeed, right? Like, I love all these companies. I have my problems with all of them. And uh, if they could just fix those problems, I'd be the happiest person in the world. So, you, uh, so what you're saying is Microsoft should buy Nintendo and oh make the most powerful handheld device. <laughs> I, I, you know what I would love? I would love if Microsoft bought Nintendo and did nothing but say you just have to release it on this better hardware this like more powerful <laughs> hardware you know what i mean like I, yeah and you have to use you have to use our our online infrastructure like oh that's literally the two things i would want from them don't touch you them would, otherwise you, you know? would get like a heart tattoo with that says oh, like I xbox would, and like yeah. nintendo it would oh my god it would be ah. but alas that's not how life works things can't be perfect <laughs> Um, all right, moving on. Speaking of Xbox, and the Xbox Series X storage just got cheaper. Uh, they 
dropped after a week-long discount it looks like microsoft announced on twitter that the price cut is permanent the one terabyte version is 149.99 which and it was originally 21 uh 21 219.99 and so that's a drop of um what's that seventy dollars seventy dollars yeah yeah it's a it's and, a good cut could be yeah. better um yeah i just and, wish they would allow the, the open ter- form factor yeah, and the two terabyte capacity is uh, $279.99. Uh, yeah, it's still too expensive. Here's the problem. The problem is that we have not gotten storage cards from other companies as well. Um, it was promised. It was promised. <laughs> now, there was a leak on Best Buy uh, that there is one coming from Western Digital. And it's funny because oh, yeah. the, the leak came out and said that it's going to launch at $179.99. Um, which at the time was cheaper than what the, when that leak came out was cheaper than what the Seagate expansion card was. Um, but now that's going to launch and be more expensive than what the Seagate one. So I wonder if it will adjust its price to match. I, part of me doubts it just because I think Western digital, especially with their WD black branding, um, considers themselves like a premium considers that their premium line of like storage for PC and stuff like that. And they tend to be pricier. Even their SSDs, their M.2s are, are pricier than other ones. And so, um, yeah, no, we definitely just, we need more. We need more. And the prices need to come down. I mean, at this point, like, I mean, 150 is not the worst. Um, but I still think it needs to be around, like, uh, I don't know, 120. 120 would be right? ideal for a terabyte, yeah. I think. Like it's still pricier than what you get for PC, but for the right. form factor and exactly and like the, the usage. Ease, yeah, but, yeah. Well, I'll say this: like I have a terabyte, I paid the 220 for it at launch. Yeah, so did I. It, it's yeah. it's more than enough. I don't think yep. I need a, I have need for two terabyte. Like delete right. your games at yeah. the end of the day. Well, it's uh, also one of those things that you can have a a a, a USB yeah. uh, 3.0 external hard drive that you just use as cold storage, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what I do. I Instead of like even games that I'm like, because I have a hard time deleting games sometimes where I'm like, oh, I might come back to this one one day. I just move it over, right? It takes a few minutes to move back and forth when you do it that way. It's definitely better than a fresh download. Oh, can, uh, I, can I tell you um, one of those games that I just did that with was Crash Bandicoot 4, where uh, mm-hmm. I booted it up because I remember I was like, I was like, yeah, Rob just trashed this game completely. The last time we talked about it, it was the worst thing ever. I was like, I had a good time with this. I went back in. I was like a couple worlds in, played a level, deleted the game, and I was like, this is fucking <laughs> trash. I was like, Rob was right. I was like, I was like why, is this, why is this game harder than Elden Ring? It's just like unfair. Like, why is it control? Like, it's yep. from... PlayStation. Era. I'm telling you, there's, there's, yeah. this is the problem with a lot of games, and that's the one yeah. good thing about me not growing up with like a, a PlayStation, right? Yeah. Uh, and not playing, like not having an affinity for some of these games, is then I come to them and I come to them with fresh eyes, and and I'm just like, uh, yeah, this is not like if there's if you take nostalgia away, this game does not hold up on its own. Yeah, I was just like, I just want to play a platformer. I'm like, why yep. am I dying and have yep. to go back to this checkpoint all the way over here? Yep. For some bullshit reason. Yep. Um, uh, I for, I completely forgot I even played and beat that game. Like, yeah. oh, you like? Uh, I'm proud of you for just beating yeah, it because I, yeah. I I at that point I was like, f this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So a little update on what's happening. I mentioned it a couple times already with Microsoft's acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard, and so we know that the CMA had struck down the deal, citing 
cloud gaming as the the main reason. Now, uh, the EU Commission, which has the UK the Euro- has left, <laughs> right? The European Commission has come out and approved the acquisition. Um, they basically said that while they share some of the reservations about the cloud gaming space that uh, the commitments offered by Microsoft in support of the deal represented a significant improvement for cloud gaming as compared to the current situation. Now, what those concessions were is that uh, Microsoft has agreed to give a free license for um, all their their cloud gaming so that I believe one that like obviously other companies can 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 put their put, have their games and, and sell their games as well or, or part of the subscription service. Um, but also that uh, players can basically like purchase the game on cloud on one of these platforms or have access to it and then have access to it on all platforms. And so um, that uh, so they went ahead and they approved it. Now, the CMA came out and tweeted, and I don't think I see it here in this article, but the CMA came out and tweeted and was basically like... Uh, yeah, we don't care what they say. Like we stick by what our decision and what we said, you know. And and uh, everything that Microsoft, the concessions that Microsoft have made, are great for now. But in in ten years, uh, it gives them the power to like basically um, take those deals away and dictate how the industry goes moving forward. You know. Um, who who took a shit in their porridge? I I don't know, man. I listen. It's so it's so crazy. Just because like I the reasoning doesn't make sense because like right. they literally address it with the EU where other platforms yeah. have access to the games. Just, so I, I, I don't uh, know, man. Uh, I don't know. I I think the problem is I think the way Microsoft gets, goes around this right is that like if they actually wanted. The only thing that the CMA would agree to is if that like ten year agreement was like, I don't, you know, a much longer one. We'll say I don't even want to pay the time frame on it, but a much longer one, right? Um, but Microsoft's a company and understands that like these contracts, you can't you can't sign it for more than ten years. You just can't. That's like irresponsible. Yeah. And so I don't know, man. I, I ten if, years changes the landscape so much. It's just I, I'm super interested to see what happens with in the U.S. Right? Because like if this gets approved by the FCC, and then the only thing like holding it back is the CMA. I I part of me wonders if Microsoft just like says, okay, sorry. Uh, is that how it works? Like they can they. Do they need worldwide approval? No. So they are allowed As a to, region. They are allowed to do. They don't need worldwide approval. What happens okay. is, is if it's not approved, they can't do business in that region. Okay. Right? So, uh, I, I don't know if this is a likely scenario, but one thing that they could do is they could then say like, "All right, well, in the, um." In the UK, thank you. In the UK, <laughs> these games aren't part of Game Pass, and and it's we have done this deal with Square Enix where they publish these titles right in the UK, <laughs> and that's how it gets done. Like, 
some um, weird random loophole. Cause, yeah, because I, I think I think it would be, I think it would be wild if like the U.S. approves it and then for some reason this whole thing falls apart just because of the CMA. Like I I don't I just don't know if that. But like, here's the thing. I think UK is a major market for sales, and so like, I I think even Breath of the Wild, those three million box sales over the weekend. Sure. Um. So it's just like, it, especially with titles like Call of Duty, that's you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Right. For those users. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they how they would get around that. Um, all right, moving on from Xbox. Random aside really quick. Um, Honkai Star Rail, the mobile app thing that, Uh that, have you played it? Yes. Is it worth it? I've only, I'm still like in the tutorial Uh section of it. So far, it seems pretty cool. (laughs) Okay. Cause it's on my phone. I'm afraid to turn it on. Yeah. But it looks cool as hell. Are, are you looking at the the prime loot stuff right now? Oh no, is it on prime loot stuff it's, right there's now? A, there's a gaming bottle. I literally have it up on my screen, and I have <laughs> I like I was like, how is this man in my head right now? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so no, funny. Uh, okay, I've gotta go redeem that right after this podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, what's yep. next? Yep, yep. But no, no, no. So far, it seems cool. I mean, not for nothing. Like. Uh, Genshin Genshin Impact is surprisingly good for what it is, and this kind yeah. of feels the the same way, right? Like the, both these games are obviously there's a point where you hit the like gotcha mechanics of it, right? Yeah, and uh, they get their money, but and they're after that paper, but they give you <laughs> their business model is interesting because they give you a ton of free content and like uh, uh, the ability to play a lot of the story and campaign without engaging in those uh, paid uh, models. Yeah. And it kind of feels similar to like a drug dealer being like, hey, first one's on the house, right? <laughs> like they kind of want to just get you hooked and then go after your pocket. And so uh, as long as you can, you know, I mean, at least up to a certain point, you can just play for free and have a good time. One of my favorite things to do in these like free to play games is just um, create an account, play for like a month and then forget about it. And then they always announce like either like, a Final Fantasy crossover or some sort of crossover. And then when you go back into that game, it's been like years. But your mailbox has just been accumulating all these free rewards over time. And then you just cash out and get your free gotchas that way. Um, I just want to make a note. I can't believe that this is a two-person podcast this week and we are actually producing what is going to turn out to be like our longest podcast in, and, and, in, and in like, like two months. Oh, and the minority of that was Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's good though. Some of the news yeah. stories this week, I think just, I also we incorporated from last about, so. week. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's just like cause I was like, some of these are, news. yeah, some of these yeah. are like really yeah. big that I don't want to skip over. All right. Let's talk about, uh, PlayStation now. So, yeah. uh, here are the games available to PlayStation plus extra subscribers beginning May 16th. I, I I'm going to say it. I say it every time. I really just, I hate all of this. I just hate the different tiers of PlayStation plus and I hate, oh, anyway. Uh, but with extra subscribers beginning May 16th, there's Bus Simulator 21, The Evil Within 2, Conan Exiles, Dishonored 2, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, Humanity, Lake, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Rune Factory 4 Special, Sukuna of, of Rice and Ruin, uh, Demesia, Rain World, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20th Year Celebration, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Soundfall, Story of Seasons, 
Friends of Mineral Town, Watch Dogs Legions, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Obviously, That's the highlight. A solid month. <laughs> yes. Obviously, the highlight of this list is uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, right? Absolutely fantastic launch title for the PS5, now available for PlayStation Plus um, extra subscribers. But this also points out, like, my biggest problem with this is that this game is how old now, right? Two years? Three? Yeah. And so, yeah. and it's just now coming to their subscription service, their upgraded yeah. subscription service. Like, it just doesn't, the value is just not there for me. That being said, if you have PlayStation Plus Extra and you have not played that game yet, it's absolutely fantastic. Please, please go give it a play. And all the Tomb Raiders as well. I also heard that Humanity is very, very good. Um, uh, and, that came and, out this out. week. Yes, right? it did. And so, I mean, no, this is a, a very, very, very solid list. Uh, if I was a PlayStation Plus extra subscriber, I would be super happy about this list. Now, PlayStation Plus premium level subscribers get access to those games, plus the following back catalog titles. Uh, Blade Dancer, Lineage of Light, Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, Pursuit Force, and Siphon, Filigran, si- a little, Siphon Filter, <laughs> Logan Shadow. Um, yeah, I, I mean... Again, the pre- the premiums, yeah. I, I like the Ghostbusters uh, video game mm. when it originally released, and so the remastered version, that's cool. I, um, yeah, the premium level continues to just seem like not worth the additional fee. And I yeah. think the sweet spot really is that PlayStation Plus extra uh, if you are in need of a subscription service like this for PlayStation. Uh, next bit of news, more interesting in my opinion, is that Sony's E3 size PlayStation showcase will live stream may 24th sony last year was like you know what we're gonna be the last ones to go right did they go let, in september we're gonna, yeah we're gonna let everybody do we're gonna let everybody <laughs> get their news out of the way we're gonna let things die down a little bit and then we're gonna come out and we're gonna take all the attention away right and then sony uh released the playstation vr2 and it, it came out with a thud and they're like, you know what? No, no, no. Hold on a second, guys. <laughs> we're going first this time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, give you this conference, and they're going to preview what's next for PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation VR 2. Um, I think that uh, I think this is cool, man. This feels like the earliest, right, that we've ever okay. gotten this, this kind of thing kicked off this summer of games and, and conferences. I mean, this is what happens when you don't have an E3 to kind of bind everything together, right? is we are going to get and and in one sense and we've talked about this ad nauseum before is that like um it was an event to be able to like i loved having a weekend where i was just like hey this is what i'm doing for this weekend i'm watching conference after conference after conference talking um but it's also cool to kind of have all that just spread out over the summer right and where we're hopefully going to be getting news and stuff to talk about every week instead of having to have a six hour podcast to cover all the news from one weekend. Oh, this is on podcast day too. I was going to say you want to live stream this, Um, but we're podcasting later that night anyway. Yeah. And it starts at what? 4 PM our time. 4 PM. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's kind of a tough, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll podcast we'll just, that one. Yeah, yep. But like here's so here's the thing with this one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sony's gonna fucking knock this out of the park. Oh yeah. I mean um, it's, it's already, like, everything's it's, already everything's already there for them, right? They've got like let's be honest, 
Mm-hmm. They're coming out with Spider-Man 2. They're yeah. coming out with uh, Final Fantasy, another Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Yep. They're going to be showing uh, 7, was it Resurrection? Remake? Whatever the second one. Yeah. Resuscitate? I don't know. I don't sure. remember what, what it's called. But it's going to be... It, it's it's, it's going to be like... If I was Phil Spencer... Mm-hmm. I would be praying that everything is cu- like lining up the way yeah. he uh, he yeah. he's dreaming and been this... hoping it's gonna line up. Because if they don't have anything that matches half the games in the showcase, t- yeah. then they're really screwed. The this only is... way Sony can really mess this up is yeah. spend a half hour on VR that nobody cares about. Yeah, well, I mean they will, but it's not gonna matter because this is the easiest like teed up home run that they're ever gonna hit. Because, like you said, Marvel's Spider-Man Two, which is, uh, you know, by all accounts, is far, pretty far in development. So we should see a significant chunk of that. They've already announced Marvel's Wolverine. I have to imagine that they show off more of that, right? We know uh, that. It feels we really. Know, we know. I, I don't. There's. I think there's no way we don't get some update on it. Um, we know that uh, there's a the multiplayer Last of Us game, right, is coming. Metal Gear uh, remakes uh, yeah. have been rumored. There's also like that Bio uh, Stars uh, Nice Old Republic remake, right? That's um, in uh, that had development hell. Remember, is that I think that had to get rebooted, so I don't know if we'll be seeing that anytime soon. You don't think we'll get even like any update whatsoever on it? Uh, it's hard to say because mm, yeah. like if you look at Metroid Prime Four, that, yep. <laughs> that we we don't know what the hell is happening yep. with that. We and also. Nintendo. Yeah, we also, I think this is when we first see, start to see some of their like live service initiative, right? Because they had yeah. acquired those studios and, and wanted to put a new focus on like live service games and having continuing revenue, something other than just their, you know, big third person action games, right? And so. You think we see a new Twisted Metal? Because I don't a TV know. Show? To coincide with the TV show? I don't yeah. know. Not I actually saw the trail. I saw the trailer for it. Uh, I don't know if I can really talk about it, but I did oh, see yeah. the trailer for it. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is what it is. Yeah, Rebirth, yes. Yeah, um, yeah I think this is going to be... I mean, I expect this to be just huge, honestly, and, and big for them. And so... Uh, All right, I, I'm going to go down the list of like what someone has kind of compiled, and you mm-hmm. tell me... Yes or no? We'll, we'll go into this quick. Yep. Spider-Man 2 with gameplay uh, footage. Yes. yes. Uh, Bloodborne 2 announced. No. no. Uh, Last of Us Factions trailer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stellar Blade gameplay trailer, which is, I think, we've seen in the past, which is like that. Action, it's like the Devil May Cry-ish one with the girl from Capcom. Yeah, sure. I don't care. Yeah. No. Helldivers 2. I don't know about that. Rise Mm-mm. of the Ronin. Why is that? That doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. Horizon multiplayer game reveal. Yes, they have a lot of multiplayer stuff. Yes, this uh, is what I'm all saying. that live service stuff. I See, think this 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 is what they could fall down. There's sure, a, a lot of the live service stuff that I, it's already flooded, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, and again, live service just means a continuing game, yeah. right? So like the multiplayer stuff doesn't have to be live service the way we think of live service, yeah. right? Twisted Metal. Um, Sumo um, Digital may, has, maybe yeah. yeah. Sumo Digital is revealing an open world project. Yeah, mm. I don't know about that. Firewalk announced their game. 
I don't remember who Firewalk was. I think it was one of their newly acquired studios. Wolverine and Engine, which you said. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima 2. Did that game even end on a cliffhanger? I kind of felt like that was like a one and done type situation. Like what? No, else no, I think because, again, it wasn't like... It wasn't the whole Mongol army that that came over and invaded. Well, and I okay. believe I believe historically they were invaded twice, and so so they could do another one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I could see that then. Um, third party announcements: Metal Gear Solid Three remake. Yeah, um, sure. Sil- Silent Hill Two, which I think would make a yes. lot of sense. Yes. Dragon's Dogma Two. Mm. Street sure. Fighter Six launch trailer. Yes. Near Three. No. Okay. FF16 launch trailer, yes. Yes. Seven Rebirth, I yes. think, yes. Mortal Kombat, yes, because I think Ed Boon has I, been teasing. I, yeah, but I think they they have an announcement set up for even before then, don't they? I think I think the CGI trailer is this week, and I yeah, think yeah. gameplay is probably next week. So, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar Frontiers at Pandora. No. <laughs> uh, Bioshock 4. Whatever no. that. No. Uh, let's see. Do you think Half-Life Alex comes to PlayStation VR? Uh, that would be, that would be big. <laughs> I say no, but I would love to see it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But I say, I say no. You know why I say no? I say no because it, it's just like, it's it's just too perfect, right? Like it's it's yeah. exactly what VR two needs. Um. So no. And then Astrobot VR two, which I think if they don't announce that, yes. that's just weird because yes. like the Astrobot demo, I I would just want an Astrobot platformer yeah. Yeah. after yeah. that yeah. <laughs> initial demo. Yes, I say yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Um. No, I like I said, I think it's gonna be huge. Um, all right. Well I don't think that's gonna be a disappointment, but what is a disappointment yeah. is that Nintendo says no new Switch hardware coming this year, but maybe in twenty twenty four. Um, of course there's not gonna be new Switch hardware this year. And honestly, like I, it's a twenty twenty four, considering how the Legend of Zelda has sold, like I don't even know if they're necessarily <laughs> in a rush. And we're not gonna get, and, and it's it's your fault, you and everybody else out there, the, te, the other you know, ten million people. Um, it's good. It's it's really damn good, man. I I sure, sure. Like, I mean, right, yeah, sure. The creativity, the, like what they allow you but, to do in this but, game, which but, no other AAA studio but, allows you to but, do. But, but, couldn't it be better? Don't we deserve better? We do. That's all we I'm do. Saying. But. They can't keep getting. Why is it Nintendo's job to do it? Why can't Microsoft or Sony? Like, right. As soon as as excited as I am about the Sony showcase, like I know all these are going to be like third person narrative driven. Yeah. Action adventure games. You know, like yeah. The reality (laughs) is, is that like there's I I want Nintendo to to make changes and and to to you know, upgrade their online, the way their online works. And I want them to give us upgraded hardware so that we're not playing games that look like they're from two generations ago. I like, yes, this is what I want, but they don't have to do that because 
at the end of the day, like the most important thing is gameplay. Like gameplay is king, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I get so frustrated with Nintendo is because I love Nintendo. I love their games. I always want to play their games. I want to play every single game that they release, right? But I, a lot of the games I play and I just don't enjoy because the experience is not the experience that I, I, I want or I need, right? Like yeah. online is is a huge part of my gaming um life these I days mean, right it's and just I, it's just life in general now like yeah yep and everyone so, is connected <laughs> and so i mean in that experience being the way it is right now uh, nintendo is just like miserable right and then like yeah. for the single player stuff like i i yeah uh, yes gameplay is king and stuff like that but like we know that there's hardware out there that can run these games better you know or 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 at a higher fidelity and stuff like that and it's just like i don't know for me it's hard to spend every day playing you know games that even if they're up res to 4k and stuff like that and then to go to back to this console and it's just like it's just disappointing right i don't know yeah I don't no know. I, i'm right there with you trust but, me i get it um but yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to end up getting that dumb game this weekend. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of our news. And that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you, follow the site? Yeah. Uh, everyone can follow The Work Print uh, over on social media at The Work Print on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram. I think that's everything. Twitter. Did I say that? Yeah. I think I you did. That. Yeah. Yeah, I just look up the uh, the work print and you'll find us there. And you guys can find all our content uh, that goes up over at theworkprint.com, including a lot of comic book news, uh, TV show recaps. Um, what are we recapping right now? Yellow Jackets, the final season of Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, we had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie review that went up as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good content from the writers going up uh, daily. So uh, check that out. The site's doing fantastic. Uh, having a good time um, with the writers there. Uh, how about you, Rob? Yeah, as always, you can find me at SunnyVice20, S-N-S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0 across pretty much all social media. And uh, yeah, maybe I will stream on this channel. Um do some more my hero stuff on this channel i've been wanting to the past couple like big tournaments wanting to just stream some tts or even some webcam stuff on here uh i got a another new webcam so i have a uh so i don't even remember but my three cam setup was the uh cam link right yeah. with my uh g100 uh i had gotten that razor pro ultra yeah, and then what's, I was. What's using, wrong with that? They needed a third one. No, I was using that. I was using the Elgato face cam, right? And okay. That was my like, you know, budgety one. Uh, but I ended up getting the face cam pro, and so, uh, yeah. No, I uh, see. See, Rob, I, I don't know why you say this stuff because then I Google it and then I'm like, I also need the face cam pro, but no, I don't. I don't need it. No, how many cams? I have my how many cams? Yeah. How many? I have. I have the DSLR here. Yeah. The ultra there. I had Logitech there. I'm good. I'm actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Except 
when I show you the when I do webcam games and you see just the the quality across the board. No, uh, it's funny because it's really just set up for when I do like webcam tournaments, you know, um, and that's like my opponent's cam. So I have like the cam my opponent sees, the cam that actually films the stuff for stream. Okay. And then, yeah, and so that's why the setup's like that. But also, I want to start doing some board game stuff and have multicam uh, for that as well, right? Something that's an overhead shot at the table something that is a shot of uh, maybe the individual players and stuff like that, or just a group shot. And so, and something that could be like a, just a dedicated like zoom in camera, right? So that like, if I'm showing a component that you could just see it uh, zoomed yeah. in and stuff like that. And so, yeah. For um, next Saturday, the 27th, I have my One Piece online Either Treasure Cup or Regionals, I forget what they're calling it this time around. Uh -huh. um, I'm planning on live streaming that this time around. Uh, so hopefully I don't go like one and eight. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit rusty. Yeah. Uh, I should be getting practice in on this Friday by going to locals, but I will be watching Fast Dex. <laughs> so... when, is, uh, when did you say you're? 27th. 27th. The funny thing is the week after is my yeah. webcam regional for my hero what? and so on the third that, that's 3rd. not hopefully mid middle of the night again uh no yeah. that one is during the day okay yeah. um and so yeah so that's cool maybe we'll have back-to-back -back weekends with uh tcg stuff going on yes uh and then, well, no go ahead and then we're finalizing gen con stuff like i oh, mean i i just want to go because i i have like it's not even about equipment. I have the equipment. Like yeah. we can go out there and get some really cool stuff done. Yep. But it it comes down to just the wife and babysitting. I, yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I said, I had a blast hanging out with uh, both of you guys at the last convention. So I'm I'm down. I would love for both of you guys to come. Um, you have to come. I don't like. I don't know. I don't know. You need me to write like a handwritten letter to your <laughs> wife begging you. You know, you, you should just like like, uh, like if I get to know, you should just call yeah. her. <laughs> okay. Just be like, I'll, listen, call, I'll call do her it. Call her next. Call her next weekend. It'll be my birthday weekend. I'll, okay, so. I'll do it. That's when you should. That's when you should. You should bring it up during your birthday, honestly. And you should just be like, with, and then with, with friends, with yeah, friends around. Yeah, yep. And then and then and then text me if she says no, and I'll call you, and then you just hit me on speaker, and yeah. I'll I'll start crying. <laughs> Be like, be like, hey, well, happy birthday. I can't believe Blue House letting you. Oh, she's not? Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blah, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, man, doing everything yeah. that you do for this podcast. No, nah, man. This, uh, this was fun. I, I miss it. Like, I, I love I was uh, having a third the last couple of weeks, but yeah, no, it's, been, it's been a while since it's just been me and you. And yeah. uh, I forget the good times it is. Yeah. I'm sure this podcast yeah. is nowhere near as good as our normal one, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, man, I love I love doing this. And even when we take a, a week off, we come back to yeah. it. I'm just like, ah, yes. yes. Um, and thank everybody who popped in. I, I saw uh, a bunch of people popping in. And yeah. and uh, I always peek over. Obviously, we don't, because of the audio podcast, I, I try not to talk to the chat all that much during the actual show. But I appreciate everybody who came out. Appreciate hey, everybody who listens after the fact uh, on the audio portion. I take great pride in the fact that I, I think we sound great 
uh, on the audio format, and we have been taking pride in that for a long time and stuff like that. And so, I mean, 123 episodes now, right? Yeah. Um, n- that doesn't even include like the original episodes we we did. Oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, that wraps it up. So until next time, bye bye, bye bye. Kev joined in at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>